Welcome to the Feather Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome everybody to the Feathered Desert. This is our fourth episode of our Desert Pollinators series. And this is called Nighttime Nectar Drinkers. And here in Arizona, we actually have several bat species. Yes, those are the nighttime nectar drinkers that I'm talking about. Um, working the night shift. Uh, since this is the last podcast of our desert pollinators, I thought we would look at our nectar-eating bat, the lesser long-nosed bat. And Cheryl is going to tell us a little bit about what makes a bat a bat. Yeah, I am so excited because this is like all new information to me. I always thought bats were cute, but to actually learn about them, I'm just really um, excited to, uh, to be a part of this. So what makes a bat a bat? Bats are mammals. Bats are the only mammals that have true flight. That just like blew me away. No. Bats have fleshy wings that propel them in flight, as opposed to flying squirrels found in the uh, Northeast that glide. Their wings have the same bones in them as human hands. Their scientific name is Chiro... Close. Chiro... Chapta. It's Oh, I'm gonna screw this up. Chiro... Chiroptera. Chiroptera. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I practiced and practiced and then it totally went out of my head. What actually means hand wing. Bats range in size from bumblebee bat, which weighs less than a uh, U.S. penny and can sit comfortably on your thumb, in the Malaysian to the Malaysian flying fox, which has a six-foot wingspan. That's huge. <laughs> That's like condor size. Yeah. Bats eat... Um, Everything the planet has to offer, such as insects, small reptiles, small mammals, uh, fruit, pollen, and nectar. And Kirsten's going to talk to us about the lesser longnose bat. Yes, speaking of nectar, the lesser longnose bat is a nectar-eating bat. And that's what we want to talk about in this pollinator episode. And this bat is found here in Arizona. So what this guy looks like, if you are out maybe camping and you guys are out and there's some uh, agave plants that are near you or some saguaro that are blooming, then and you see this slightly large-ish thing flying around in the air, don't panic. What you're looking at <laughs> is a lesser long-nosed bat. So this is a nectar-eating bat that is a cinnamon brown color with an elongated nose and muzzle and has a small skin leaf protruding from the very tip of the nose. They have small triangular ears and a wingspan of 12 to 14 inches with a body length of 3 to 3.5 inches. That's a substantial bat. It's a pretty big bat considering yeah. most of the ones that you see around here are insectivorous bats that are really small. I mean, they're like maybe 2 inches long. So this is a pretty nice size bat. Uh, these guys are our nighttime pollinators of agave plants and the saguaro cactus. They actually hover in the air and stick their noses into the flowers so they can slide their three inch long tongue into the base of the flower to slurp up the nectar. And as they do this, pollen covers their heads and then is deposited at the next flower they go to. Wow. They're found in southeastern Arizona in the spring and the summer. The most northerly location they've been recorded here in Arizona is at Boyce Thompson Arboretum in Superior. 
Uh, then they migrate back down to the southernmost tip of Mexico in the fall, and they overwinter in caves there. The lesser long-nosed bat is actually considered a keystone species, which means they are integral to the pollination of agave and saguaro. And without them, we might lose these precious desert plants. And a little extra for the humans, for those of you who love tequila, you can thank the lesser long-nosed bat because they are the main pollinators of the blue agave, which is what is used to make, make tequila. tequila. So no lesser long-nosed bats, no tequila, no margarita. Yep. All right. So Cheryl's going to let us know a little bit about how we can help our lesser long-nosed bats. Yes. So um, how we can help uh, these wonderful uh, creatures is uh, not to use pesticides on our garden, gardens and lawns, especially our nighttime bloom, blooming agave and cactus. Plant native plants that bloom at night, such as um, agave. Refrain from trimming your dead palm tree tree leaves. I, this is a very important. Yeah. Because we learned that when we went to the bat symposium. Until after the bats have migrated south for the winter. The lesser long-nosed citizen science project with um, Arizona Fish and Game. Oh, which I'm doing. Which I'm right. doing because I have a hummingbird feeder that sits on the side of my house. I was telling Kirsten this. So I'll just share it with you. And along the other side, uh, along the... It's the side of the house along the garage. So we have a walkway, and then on one side is the house, and obviously the other side we have jasmine, which is very fragrant day or night. And I have this one hummingbird feeder that um, sits out there. And at, I always fill my hummingbird feeders at night. And then sometimes when I go out there, it's like it's an 8-ounce hummingbird feeder, and I only have 4 ounces in there. I'm like, okay. Overnight. Yes, overnight. <laughs> what hummingbird... Is getting thirsty in the middle of the night <laughs> well, and drinking like, four ounces. <laughs> so, you know, I just picture, you know, someone at the bar late yeah, at night. Yeah, it was late at night. Yeah, I got a hummingbird, one. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, I don't think it is. So I'm doing this um, uh, citizen science project, which actually is, um, you can sign up through the Arizona Fish and Game, and all you're doing is measuring your um, hummingbird feeders um, in the evenings, um, two to three days a week, just keeping track of the measurements that for that what so it's that if it's at eight, eight ounces at seven o'clock at night then you got at seven o'clock in the morning and you measure um the amount of nectar in there so that if there's a big um a big, gaps, difference, yeah. a big difference then that's an indication that you had a uh, a nighttime visitor a nighttime visitor such as the lesser um what is, lesser long-nosed bat so anyway i'm I've only had it, been doing it for two weeks now because I found out about it late. It started in June. But I've had two instances now where I've gone from eight ounces to four ounces. So I don't know if I've got one bat visiting or if, you know, they're just in the neighborhood moving around because I'm surrounded by desert landscaping. But um, I don't know. So another thing is you can educate your neighbors. Many myths about bats are not true. And they do not fly into your hair and they do not want to bite you. So um, educate yourself and your neighbors and appreciate these uh, amazing animals for what they do for us. Yes. As an insect control. Um, if you see a bat on the ground during the day, whether it a lesser long-nosed um, bat or an other species, call um, Arizona uh, Game and Fish uh, Department for help. Do not touch it, but keep it safe from others by blocking off the area. Yeah, you don't want people walking by and uh, yeah. generally if it's during the day and there's something wrong with the bat, then they, they, they could be sick and they need help. 
Um, but we certainly don't want you touching them at all. No, someone who knows what they're doing should be yes. touch, touching the bat. And we will leave some links for you guys to check out yourself um, about bats. And then we also have in the works uh, a little bit down the way, uh, one where we're going to talk a little bit more about different bat species that we find here. But since this was part of our pollinator series, we wanted to focus on our pollinating nectar eating bat. Yes, and Kirsten... She has the plant spotlight today. Plant spotlight today. All right. I did the Perry's agave or agave perii, which is the scientific name. They went far out on the limb on that scientific name. <laughs> and, Let's just flip it around. Right. <laughs> and so the Perry's agave is actually native to Arizona, New Mexico, and Mexico. This agave um, will produce a gray-green rosette. So it's not like the bright, bright greens. It's going to be um, a slightly duller green, but it's got that lovely gray in it. So it gives it a different kind of um, look in your garden. And they can grow 7 to 20 inches. So the leaves do have marginal teeth, and they have a sharp tip. So that's definitely something you need to keep in mind in your yard. It does not need to be in a super high traffic area because you'll have lots of people walking by. And if you do have young children who like to play, do not put it in their play space. Put it off to the side somewhere where no one will get hurt. But it makes a great accent plant in our desert as it needs little water and very low maintenance. And for those of you who have listened to our podcast before, you know me, low maintenance gardener that I am. <laughs> so uh, the Perry's agave is a slow grower. So you are in this for the long haul. It's not gonna bloom the first day that you put it out there. It probably isn't even gonna bloom the first year you have it out there. But um, when it does bloom, it is a spectacular bloom. You're going to get a 20-foot tall bloom with 20 to 30 offshoots that look like little hands kind of holding things up towards the sky. And you'll get 20 to 30 of those little offshoots. And the, red, the buds will be this really pretty red color, kind of like our sunsets here. And then when they bloom, they'll be yellow. And my gosh, they will be just this beautiful, beautiful yellow color. We actually had one this past spring um, bloom which is absolutely lovely. We were just, my husband and I just stood there staring at it. We were amazed <laughs> at the bloom on this agave. So this agave can take full sun um, and it may need water every two weeks in, in the drought portions of our summer, but very, very little water for really the rest of the year. Uh, the main plant will produce offshoots that will grow nearby. So like little, that look like little babies kind of growing off to the side. And you can certainly leave those to grow around it and uh but uh you can also take those out and then plant them somewhere else if you want to and this agave wherever you put it it does it does do really well if you kind of let it spread out just a bit um but the like i said the offshoots can be dug up and removed and we've done that a couple times in our yard where we put some up towards the road because some of the plants that we had up in the little flower bed up there died off and so we moved those up there and then after about five to ten years as I said, you must be patient. Oh, so you're really in this for the You, you are kidding. in this for the long haul. Um, <laughs> the gave will bloom, and then reluctantly it will die because it puts all of its energy and all of its life into that one beautiful bloom. And oh, I then, didn't know that. Yeah, and then they die. But the offshoots will remain if you leave them in that little area, or they'll grow into another plant when you move them up. So this one is definitely an interesting one to do. It's a lovely accent in the desert. Um, but yeah, this is a long hauler. But this is so great for our lesser long-nosed bats. 
and our other nighttime pollinators. So that's the Perry's agave. And you can look at that. There are many, many different species of agave that are out there. I chose the Perry's agave because it is native to Arizona. But you're not going to go wrong if you find one that's native to Mexico because uh, we have such similar environment here, especially we're all in the Sonoran Desert yeah. together. We're all like connected. Yes. All right, that is all we've got today for our last episode of our pollinator series. And like I said, we'll have some links for you to find out a little bit more about bats and one that will show you exactly what the adorable lesser long-nosed bat looks like. And if you do have any questions, you can come into the Wild Birds Unlimited Mesa store. And we do have a few things here where we actually have some great ID guides for bats and we can show you what this little lesser looks like. Thanks, you guys, and we'll see you next time. Yes.